Yo, what's up? This is the Chronic King. Before we get into today's episode, we need to state the obvious. The information contained on this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial advice. I am not an attorney, accountant, or financial advisor, nor am I holding myself out to be. And the information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for financial advice. Now that that's out the way, let's get into it. I don't give a shit how many followers you have. We have some of the best respected builders in the Solana space that stayed here on today's stage today. Um, this is network room number 11, Grizzly Thon edition. Okay, so let's act like it and let's uh, put our listening ears on. And I can't wait to hear from everyone uh, that's on the uh, speaker panel today. And yeah, MJ, um, now let's uh, formally introduce Mr. Nicholas uh, and what project he's representing today. Mr. Nicholas, are you here? Yeah, guys, yeah, I'm here. Hey, hey, how is everyone doing? Everyone is okay. We are uh, we were waiting for you to uh, share about who you are and what are you doing for Grizzito. Yeah. Um, cool. So a little about myself. Um, my name is Nicholas. I'm the developer. I got like, I think, 10 years of development experience. If you um, ever used Rarible application for mobile, so I with my team has uh, built it. Also, I'm building a crypto wallet called Zerion. Um, also, if you know, the Solap is this is the application for entire ecosystem. It's also built by me. And currently, I'm building a TNFT. It's an application for its mobile application for Solana Mobile and Grizzleton. Yeah, if you got some questions about any experience I got or me, you can um, ask right now. And I'm moving to the Grizzleton project TNFT. Welcome again, Nicholas. Uh, guys, I really uh, don't want you to freak about it, but uh, you will have uh, big competitors on Grizzlyton. Uh, people like Nicholas will be there who uh, were working on mobile applications for around a long time, especially with the Rarible application. And he's also working with a huge wallet application from Ethereum side. But no worries, we will all be equal and we will all be focusing on building something new. Nicolas, uh, what are you building for Grizzleton today? Yeah, so let me try to explain it. All right, we are building a TNFT. Uh, it's a mobile app that allows users to explore collections, NFTs and wallets in any way. We took the well-known Tinder model and tried to apply to Web3 and Solana and that's what came out of it. What problems we're trying to solve and our goals. So we want to solve the problem of all the speculation. We want to improve the user experience of project search. We want to allow new authors and projects to be noticed, bring new authors, projects, and users to the Solana blockchain. 
connect users with their future community and connect users together. Uh, what features we have in the app? We have swipes um, that helps to explore the ecosystem and influence the ecosystem. We have trending that is based on user choice. We have rewards for active users. We have T-Store inside the app and we connecting the ecosystem together. So the first main feature is swipes that influence the ecosystem. Your swipes have value for entire ecosystem. By choosing whether you like the collection, the NFT or the wallet, you directly influence trending. Complete your profile and connect with other T-users, no matter who you are, a trader, NFT lover, beginner, or the search for the team members for the Flavana Hackathon. You can find soulmates in TNFT. Trending. Trending is based on your choice, on teas of choice. We present live trending, which, which depends on the community. With swipes, trending becomes more interesting. TNFT is the only one platform where trending is created by like or dislike, and it's under your thumb. Connections. We connect future holders with collections, you know, or NFTs alike within a few clicks. We connect web free users with the help of swipe and make them even closer to each other. Rewards and T-Store. For activity and swipes, a user receives rewards that can be spent in T-Store. What can be obtained in the T-Store? Whatever user wants. User can mint NFT directly in the TNFT app in a couple of clicks and put it it for sale inside. In this way, we will attract new authors and web two people into the Web3 world. With new works will also also be shown in the feed and people will connect with each other. Who knows? Maybe future people will start with TNFT. Now let's try to summarize everything that I said. Um, we have swipes that helps to explore, connect, and support the ecosystem. We have live trending based on the community. We have rewards for users. We have means in the app, and you have T-Store where T-Tokens can be spent. If talking about potential impact, like now this said live trending, as I say, which can solve the problem of all speculation, we allow new authors and projects to be noticed. We bring more authors, projects, and users to the Solana blockchain, and we connect people together with similar interests. So in one month, yeah, TNFT is building uh, like from the start of the February, I think like from the seven or eight. And uh, roughly in one month, we wrote a native high performance mobile client and backend. We managed to collect almost 5,000 subscribers to Twitter and 5,000, oh, second, what, 6,000 members in the Discord. We have more than 20,000 people in waitlist who wants to try the app. And our app was tested by more than 20 people and everyone was delightful. The community is eager to join the TNT network and explore the world of Solana and NFTs. And the last one is about the team. The team that works on TNFT has developed the following crypto mobile apps. Rarible, Zerion, Solap, StepUp. We have 10 years of development experience. We are professionals in our field, and our goal is to make the ecosystem even more interesting, open, and enjoyable for everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for a brief explanation, brother. Um, the swipe point is really uh, took my attention at first, and I just pinned the tweet here. Um, it's like, imagine like 
Tinder in NFT world. You can uh, choose which NFT project you like, which one do you think is a scammer or a server? Uh, you can choose. Yeah, I, I don't know, bro. Um, it, it's like Tinder, but they're a little bit more classy. Um, I don't know what the equivalent, you know, the, the higher tier of the the online dating apps is uh, above Tinder, but I, I think they're closer, you know, they're closer to the top. Yeah. Pretty fucking clean, man. Pretty clean. <laughs> um, like MJ was saying, it's pinned up to the top. Um and I don't know uh, which girl is using that phone. How do you wipe with those nails? I don't understand. I, I just, I got so many questions that we probably shouldn't talk about right now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Nick, win APK file. I want to test it. Give, give, give me. Bro, uh, I have another question. Uh, do you think making Web3 Tinder uh, going further, I mean, uh, do you have any planning for individual swiping system on Web3? Maybe for the you mean You mean for the users? Yes. Yes. So it's a say in the app, you can swipe across collections, you can swipe across the NFTs, and you can swipe across the wallets or the users. So, for example, if you're a trader or interested in the NFTs, you can fill your profile saying, all right, guys, I'm really interested in the NFTs and I want to connect with other guys who are interested too. Or for example, you can fill your profile and saying, all right guys, new hackathon is coming and I'm, for example, Android developer and I'm searching for a team. And you can you put your profile into the TNFT and find soulmates. Yep, uh, another point, you may also bring uh, Twitter profiles into it. Uh, I mean, if we compare with Tinder, People share uh, their uh, real pictures, but you can bring uh, profiles from Twitter and Discord, especially for the influencers. You can let people to uh, choose which influencers are better or not. On the other hand, I know you have also another system for alpha colors from Solab. You can also bring alpha colors, uh, at something like voting system. People can decide which alpha color they like, to see or which of a color they don't like to see on their main page. Something like that might bring more attention. Yes, that's true. And this is in our future roadmap. Congratulations, Ben. I really want to learn the whole details when it is ready. Chronic I can almost two days, two days from here and I will send you the first version of TNFT. Oh, so about two minutes. <laughs> in correct terms, um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I totally forgot what I was gonna say. God damn it! Um, hold on, it'll come back. Okay, if you guys have any questions, Nicholas is here. Uh, you can always uh, get your micro, ask your micro to ask questions. Does anyone have any question? Okay. Uh, on the other hand, if you like to talk about any partnership, oh, with... I got it. I got it. It came back. It came back. Um, Nick. Okay. So I'm sure you're getting stats of how many people are going to use this thing, who swiped what on what, right? So you're going to have, you know, I guess like 
if a lot of people swipe left on something, maybe give them a shit score and kind of give like a warning or something like or something like that. You know what I mean? You know how like they got like, um, you know, movie rating apps and shit like that, right? You, you give them a score. You know, you, your own personal uh, review or like a Google review, something like that. You know what I mean? If you can kind of take that data and make something like that to kind of you know show what the whole ecosystem that's using your your app as a whole is you know how they feel about a certain individual or a certain project or something like that something to fish the bad people out and not let people get stuck in their trap you see what i'm saying Yes, yes, I fully understand and see uh, what you're saying. So uh, if talking about, you know, some signing into the app, um, you can use the app if you got a Solana wallet, so you can sign in with the wallet. And then everything is depends on your activity. And also we have some tools on the backhand, backhand side, which, which can, you know, help us to solve the problem you're saying right now. So yes, we will know who who's interested in the app just, you know, swipe everything to left. And we will know them and we will track them. Great. One more point, especially for the Garizito. Uh, I believe they will filter the projects who are uh, fully decentralized, who have a, a, also a connection with Web2 tech. Uh, if you like, you can also bring a point that people can uh, use that um, switch thing like, um, you know, point system with fully decentralized way. You can let people to sign a transaction or sign um, a little thing as a decentralized way to vote on it. Yes, yes. This also will represent it, present it in the TNFT. So like decentralized experience in the app. So you like you need to sign, yes, you need to connect your wallet to prove your authority, for example, and after that you can, uh, you know, use the application. So scammers can't, you know, <laughs> survive in this case. Bravo, man, bravo. Okay, uh, if you guys have no question, I would like to continue with Vitru Labs. Murat, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I, yes I can. Uh, so, are you are you ready to explain what is Vitru Labs and what are you guys preparing for Grizzlyton? Yes, of course. Uh, Vitru Labs uh, is 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 a um, group of developers. So uh, we we call ourselves Vitru Labs, and we are a Web three project which is trying to uh, make life make uh, the life of other Web three pro projects easier. So we uh, develop uh, some tools. Um, which uh, all the NFT or Web3 projects will need at the end. We try to group these uh, tools together in our platform. And the project we are uh, participating to the Grizzlyton is called uh, Spark Online. And this is a project about Web3 micro-influencer marketing. So uh, we are building a platform where it will be very easy for projects to meet and work with influencers. So we have chosen uh, this project, this part, because uh, we had a ton of difficulties in the past uh, to locate 
the right influencers for our projects. Uh, many of our team members had uh, done Web3 projects in the past. And you know, uh, you always need marketing for your project and influencers are key people. Uh, they are very important to promote your project. And nowadays we see that trend uh, also, also in Web2. Uh, everyone are in search of uh, micro-influencers uh, because uh, instead of spending a lot of money to a big name, uh, just one celebrity, uh, you can take this money, the same amount of money, divide it to more key people and, and you can receive a much better return for your brand. And uh, this is of course possible only if uh, you can connect to right influencers. Um, so uh, if, if you can do that, uh, it means you can target your ideal audience. And here in Vitro Labs, we are working for doing that with the Spark, uh, Spark Online platform. Um, in Spark, uh, in our platform, uh, brands can set uh, a lot of criteria for themselves and, and, and filters, of course, until they reach the right influencers. So we have uh, three different ways uh, to start a campaign. Uh, you, as a project leader or, or, a, or a brand, let's say, uh, you can prefer uh, prefer to get everyone in board, no matter who they are uh, in Twitter, then you should choose the nano campaign. Uh, so the, the nano, nano campaign is for everyone. And if you want to set some basic criteria for the influencers you're searching, for example, you want to work uh, only with micro influencers with at least 5K followers, you can set that in, in, in that uh, type of campaign and we call this a micro campaign. And uh, there is also a final and a third uh, and a much better way uh, to, uh, to start a campaign, which we like a lot, of course. Uh, it's, it's called token-gated campaign. So in the token-gated campaign, you have a lot more criteria. Uh, for example, you can choose influencers who are holding NFTs with more than uh, a total value of 100 sol. Uh, or, or, for example, you can say, I want to work with uh, those who hold at least one uh, Solana Monkey business or, uh, or one Tayo Pilots or whatever your project is close to. And uh, you can build yourself a filter or a, a bunch of filters with Boolean operators, ends and ors and connect them and until, until you narrow it down to a level which you think it makes sense for you. Uh, if you're happy with the selection at the end, you. Uh, you you say okay I'm 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 happy with that and you lock the assets you're offering. It can be uh, soul coins or SLP tokens or your own tokens allocation or whitelist spots whatever you like you like to offer and these uh, assets uh, are going to be locked in a smart contract to be distributed to the influencers after uh, they do their job. Then you click start campaign and your campaign is set. Um, then the influencers who fit in your criteria receive notifications in their uh, mobile devices. And then you can, uh, uh, sorry, they can read your brief and decide if they want to be a part of this campaign. So the brief, uh, so the, the content of your uh, marketing campaign can be just a retweet or uh, it can be also some, something as complex as writing an article about your project or making a video for your, for your brand. Um, the, the content 
produced by the influencer is presented first to the brand owner so that the brand owner can be sure that it is the right content and, uh, and approve it. Um, uh, we will also develop a lot of interfaces where uh, you can see how your campaign is progressing, uh, you know, uh, what's the effectiveness of your marketing efforts, uh, which influencers have most impact for your project, then you can tip them if you like. Uh, I mean, fire them a couple of more dollars if they have done a great job for you. Uh, you can also set some of them as your favorite influencer so that they can receive notifications earlier in your next campaign. Uh, yes, uh, and we de develop a lot of features, uh, more features for Spark. Uh, we believe this will be a platform uh, which will make our, our life a little bit easier in managing our Web3 marketing. And uh, we are looking forward to release it uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Thank you, Murat. Um, as a short summary, Vitru uh, Labs behind the scene of Spark. Um, if there is any tweet that uh, explains the detail of Spark online, uh, can you t pin it at the top? Uh, and on the other hand, as a, a short summary, uh, I can say that it is a new way of rate to earn system uh, filtering those uh, influencers in Web2 way to find and to make sure they are real and they have real um, audience and also uh, filtering the influencers as a, to find whether they are perfect fit for the projects that wanted to use their services and also have uh, more than three steps uh, for the business offerings. First is uh, filtering the influencers to find the perfect bit. Second, filtering the content that they are about to use. Third, uh, to, what was that? Third, to make sure they have uh, they did a good job to use them in the future uh, processes, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, uh, just to be careful, here uh, there are too many hunters as uh, rate-to-earn projects in Web3. They may use your details in their projects. They can uh, steal it. Be careful. But uh, yeah, they will need uh, detailed data filtering. But um, it's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. Yes, thank you very much. We also think that that's a good thing because, first of all, uh, we needed something like this uh, when we were conducting uh, our project. So now we are building it when we will see uh, how many people will like it and use it. Yeah, um, if there is any demo that you are going to launch before the Grizzly Tone, we would like to use it to uh, test it. Oh, yes. Uh, the demo situation is in preparation. We can maybe ask uh, Omar about it. One of our uh, developers is here, I think. But he, he's in the listeners, not in the, not amongst the speakers. Yeah, sure. We can talk about it later. But uh, I have one question. Uh, since you have too many connections with uh, Web2 technology, um, do you have... Uh, any do you have uh, that you may face with any problem in Grizzly Tone applications if uh, they will focus mostly on uh, decentralized projects? 
Uh, yes, you're right. There are examples of uh, our platform in Web2. Uh, there are people who uh, can who can manage to run it well. Uh, there are also some projects who failed. Uh, we think it makes sense to adapt this idea to Web3 because this is, first of all, something we need, uh, I think. And we are using a lot of uh, features in the smart contract as well. For instance, the, the, the assets uh, which are locked uh, are locked in the smart, smart contract for the brand. And this creates a mutual uh, trust between the parties, the brand and the micro-influencers. Uh, we think, uh, yes, yeah, blockchain is the is a good good um, way to um, to use uh, is a good tool to use in this project. Uh, but also, there are lots of uh, parts which should be kept uh, centralized. Of course, for instance, the rating points of the influencers, etc. We cannot put them in the in in in, uh, in the blockchain. Uh, I think that's an ideal mixture. Uh, of a, of a decentralized and centralized applications. So yeah. this is what we are doing. Yeah. Also, um, I I talked with uh, some people who are also working for Griziton. Um I just realized that uh, yeah, even the decentralized way has uh, advantage Hello. compared with others. Hello, Rising welcome. Uh, but. Uh, I realized that they also care about the solutions to make it easier with using Web2 technology for Web3 projects. So uh, they don't focus fully on decentralized way. They also care about Web2 technology if it makes it easier for the users. Yes, yes, I, I totally believe that. And uh, I think also some Web2 uh, brands uh, can use uh, our platform to reach influencers because you know there are some sectors who are crippled in marketing for instance um, alcohol brands in turkey i can give that example uh, they cannot advertise it's it's strictly banned uh, when i when i was a child for instance uh, we, we, I, I remember we used to see this their ads in the newspapers etc and uh, uh, for crypto projects as well there are certain limitations, uh, even if you want to pay money to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, uh, when you're a crypto project, they uh, they don't accept it. They don't accept your paid content. So uh, I think we can also attract some people from, from Web2 um, to this so that they can also start their own campaign. Yes, sure. Uh, if you guys have any question to withdraw labs, please go on. Well, I'll, yeah, I do. Hi, guys. Um, my name's Ross. Um, I've been in the business, uh, so got a couple questions for you. Uh, the thing is, uh, Web3 marketing is utterly needed because projects are struggling uh, to highlight their products, uh, to promote their features, blah, blah. Because they are developers, their background is um not sufficient enough enough to promote their projects so um and instead vcs might do that for them so um it's the creator economy world and i'm guessing it's create to earn rather than rate to earn so please confirm i truly understand this uh you want uh brands to 
uh, kick off a campaign and and you want influencers, creators, uh, nano, micro or mega influencers to step in and uh, make money out of their creations, right? That's the model. Yes, that's correct. It's I, highly dependent on the content in the brief. Uh, so the brand may choose uh, only a retweet of their mm-hmm. own tweet, for instance. In this case, there's no creation, of course, but... Uh, they cannot. They can give a brief uh, about making a video or writing mm-hmm. ar- an article or writing uh, a full paragraph mm-hmm. on the Twitter. So okay. it's uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's create to earn, uh, mm-hmm. more create to earn uh, in that sense. Okay. Yes. So yeah, um, it's a chicken and egg issue. So I'm guessing you will try to reach both brands and both uh, the users, the creators themselves. Uh, are you focusing on? the crypto projects or like regular brands uh, as you know fmcgs on you know uh, the well-known brands which which part is your first focus because it's not going to be easy to push them okay why don't you run a uh, web3 project web3 campaign and let the create let the creators create for you uh, it's not going to be easy because uh they mostly work with agencies. Uh, if you want to sell them a project, they will rather, okay, why don't you go to our agency and talk to them? They might give you a job. Uh, in the Web3 world, it's, it's, it's not a question. It's my, pro- it's my suggestion, uh, obviously, because uh, selling is the hardest part when, it's come, when it comes to the brand. So I suggest you to focus on the... Uh, SMEs, like Web3 SMEs, let's call them Web3 SMEs. So if I, if I was an investor, I would ask you, how are you going to reach out to those brands? Yes. Uh, our focus, our main focus is to go with Web3 projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be any Web3 project, an NFT project or, uh, or a token project or a DeFi project. Uh, because we, we know uh, Web2 and Web3 in, in marketing sense is very different. So uh, we have seen this in the past. Uh, uh, you can put a, a big celebrity, let's say a singer, uh, which is well known uh, in Web2, and you can make uh, them promote your brand in Web3, but it's not going to move your uh, floor price of the NFT you know, uh, a bit. It's, it's not going to have an issue because Web3 people... Uh, they like to listen to other Web3 people. And mm-hmm. in that sense, Web2 and Web3 are very different. So we should, we should separate that uh, first. And uh, a- as you said, big, big names are working with um, big agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's an influencer in the macro or uh, mega uh, follower tier, uh, they will have... Uh, any an agency anyway and they will create content together so this is not our aim or, or target uh, people in 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 the influencer side are nano influencers and micro influencers and this uh, what we call name nano uh, this is uh, from zero to 1k followers in twitter yeah and what yeah. we call micro is from 1k to 10,000 uh, people so 10k followers mm-hmm. this is uh, our target uh, uh, audience I would say. And of course, we have to keep a very uh, good balance here. Influencers, when they get in, into the platform, they must uh, find uh, uh, material. They must, they must find brands who are advertising there. And mm-hmm. the other side is also correct, is also necessary. The brands, when they get into the platform, they have to 
uh, be able to find, locate uh, a lot of influencers who are willing to take uh, their content and, and advertise it. So we will, uh, of course, we will inject some money in, into the platform in the first months uh, so that it can run. And uh, th it's a mutual thing. As you said before, it's uh, chicken and eggs. More mm -hmm. eggs you have, you will have more chickens and more, more eggs in the end, etc. cetera. Uh, both side, sides are necessary and they will develop mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, this model has not been uh, successful yet in the Web2 world. I mean, things are not automated. It's quite manual. Uh, I'm talking about, I mean, you have to reach out to brands and then you have to reach out to users. So get them together and create something. And all, all of us win. Um, this is not automated yet. There are a few startups uh, that has accomplished like received up to $100 million, but uh, they use video recognition tools. They've got big uh, VCs in it. Um, there is not a unicorn in this, in this vertical. So I have to say good luck with you guys. Yes, yes, thanks a lot. Uh, we did a lot of interviews before starting this project in, in Web2. Mm -hmm. As you mm -hmm. said, in Web2, things uh, didn't work very well, at least mm -hmm. uh, with the people uh, which we interviewed. Mm -hmm. uh, in Web3, obviously, we are the first who are trying to do do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, we, we, we uh, extracted some lessons from these, these interviews we met with Web2 initiatives. Uh, for instance, they, they told us the content must be under control. Then we said, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. If you give away this, uh, yeah. the, the topic, the, the brief to the influencers, and that's going to be like everybody who can get it and they can write mm -hmm. some things which are not actually correct or which, which are not bringing value to the brand. So we, 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 we um, changed some things in the process and we said, okay, the content must be under control. So influencers will uh, create content, send mm -hmm. it first for approval to the brand and when the brand thinks it's it's reasonable then yeah. it's going to be posted for instance this this was a lesson we learned from the project that failed in the past and we have also a, an advantage i think compared to web 2 because here uh we will be working with people who are like advanced you know you like influencers who own wallets they know how to connect the wallet to a system they understand how the system works etc this is also uh, I think this is also this was a comment from someone uh, I interviewed. Uh, so th th these people will be uh, um, how do you say more? Uh, uh, I hate to use this word, but educated, you know, more agile uh, to use these platforms. So at the end, their content will be more clever. Uh, and when the content is good, the brand will be happy and then the brand will come again to the platform to start another campaign. This is what we hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to brands, they are never, they are really never satisfied, but all the best. Yeah, yes, I yes. have been in the Thanks business. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm the founder of Brandface, so we should uh, talk further for later on after this space. Yes, yes. I also like to talk with you. Yeah, in private, cool, yes. cool. Cool. Thank you. All right. Sorry, we did, we just discussed a lot. Sorry, guys. No worries. No worries. Uh, it was no. I, I was going to kind of uh, say the same thing because you know me myself personally, I'm not not the biggest fan of these self-proclaimed influencers of sorts, right? So you know, I would be a tough sell, 
you know, like what would get me to want to go and use your platform to see what these, you know, in my opinion, turds have to say about something. You know what I mean? Um, just because that's just, that's just the way I am. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just kind of wanted to see if like, is there some like extra stuff coming to your platform other than that? Or is that your centric approach is a platform for what influencers have to say in a space? Uh, so I must say v Labs is a project with uh, many, many steps. Uh, as we see the trajectory or the, the path of the projects, we see that they will uh, more or less need the same things in their uh, roadmap. You know, uh, for instance, you may need uh, building a token, you may need uh, minting your NFT, you may need like having uh, printing um, some stuff, uh, building your or, or um, creating your merch, for instance. Uh, that we do, we try to do that type of things and reaching influencers was a problem which we experienced a lot in the problem we suffered from it and we we thought yeah it will be nice to have a platform which joins brands and influencers together you know that was the reason why we uh tried to um enter th this project so this is uh only one of the projects one of uh six active projects uh we are doing or we are planning to do right now so uh I think projects like Web3 projects, if they want to um, have a, a series of uh, solutions for their needs, they can come to the Witcher Labs platform and start uh, picking up uh, the services that they like. And and Spark Online is is one of them. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, right on. I was just <clears throat> I was just uh, curious. Um, I mean, I would, I would say, an influencer in itself is somewhat, in terms, technically, a creator. Maybe, maybe change your terminology a bit, because it's it's a great, fantastic idea. I'm just being a stickler here about about using the word influencer, because like whenever I hear that or someone says, "Oh no, this big influencer's talking about," it, I'm like, "Nope." Mm -mm, stay away from it you know what i mean so um to kind of shake that stigma off um that would be my own personal advice but other than that i'm 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 ready to see what you guys got cooking up uh sorry guys uh i didn't expect that this call uh goes further than than an hour so i have to jump off for for another call uh but uh have a happy chat uh, sorry, Mayan Finance. Uh, if you have five minutes, I would like to hear uh, your project details. Yeah, so uh, I can, I think, wrap it in, in a minute. So uh, we, we are not submitting a project for, for uh, uh, Grizzleton. Uh, but what I have prepared was, was uh, some tips that uh, worked for us in, in the past uh, hackathons that might work for uh, other projects especially projects uh, from Super Team Turkey. So I'm going to just uh, read off uh, and uh, jump off the call. So uh, for the presentation, uh, I, 
uh, I think uh, the combination of a combination of uh, slides and and, and and a demo and, and a demo would work better. So uh, and uh, also try to write uh, a script for for your uh, presentation. So uh, and and keep the the presentation uh, upbeat and vibrant because uh, people uh, mostly have a, a really short uh, focus span. It's, it's less than 10 seconds. And there, there's a real chance that your uh, project uh, gets filtered out uh, because, uh, because there, there's a lot of uh, projects, more than 10,000 people uh, submitted the project. So it's really, really important that, uh, that you show off what you have in, 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 uh, in, in the start of your uh, presentation. And yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I would love to uh, provide more time for you. Uh, maybe yeah, next sure. time if you are available. Yeah, sure, we can do it uh, next time. Uh, have a nice day, uh, night, guys, and bye. Goodbye. Um, okay, guys, um, if you have uh, no question for Vitrolabs, I would like to continue with Jim Sim. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, my name is Pierre or on Twitter, uh, DeFi underscore uh, Koopman. I uh, just want to thank again for the invitation to the uh, to this, uh, Twitter space. Also, special thanks to the super team Turkey, uh, which I specifically worked with um, even before the uh, Istanbul Hacker House. Uh, it was a great pleasure, fantastic team. Also Murad, really a great guy, I had the uh, pleasure. So, just a previous speaker uh, we, we listened to. I had a pleasure with um, spending some time together. Uh, so I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to the other projects and teams that come out of this hackathon that are originating from Turkey. I myself, actually, I'm from, um, like I used to say, <laughs> from the biggest uh, Turkish city um, outside of Turkey. I'm from Berlin. Uh, we have two team members. One is uh, that have also a relationship with Turkey. One is uh, based right now in Turkey. That's Vlad, our sort of DeFi math genius, and uh, Mo, who actually comes from Turkey. Um, so really uh, looking forward to, to pass this submission um, on origin from Turkey. So I want to give you guys um, a quick overview of the project, how we come up with the idea, the opportunity we see um, right now, sort of the team skills specifically related to, to what we want to achieve, and talking a little bit about, about the architecture of the, pro uh, of, of the project and project itself or the platform that we're building, the challenges that we encountered, and then um, steps uh, in future for um, a little bit more decentralization and, um, and integrating the community uh, into our project as well. So I found the, the, um, the point earlier you guys discussed about decentralization quite interesting. So I also, I'm a big supporter of decentralization, but of course you can only decentralize as much of a project as it makes sense to decentralize because there are still um, elements in Web2 um, that work better than, uh, than in Web3. Um, so how we came up with the idea? Um, I was last, uh, uh, not last year, I believe, yeah, it was last year in summer. I was, uh, I was in New York and uh, Solana has an office there and uh, started organizing uh, Solana community events um, and met um, in the Empire DAO uh, 
building I met uh, Paddy, who was running an infrastructure service for Web3 uh, projects in, uh, in the Solana ecosystem. And his background was um, absolutely um, uh, impressive. So he's like decades of experience in, um, uh, in, in the TradFi space, worked with many of, of like, you know, imagine any of the top banks in the US, he worked with all of them. And um, <laughs> he also has a, a quite funny story in the crypto space, I think 2013, uh, he was already mining uh, Dogecoin in, the, in his basement. So it's a real crypto and, and TradFi veteran. Um, and has a very academic uh, background in, in distributed systems and big data, you know, especially when you work with these big banks in the U.S., uh, they have very, very uh, sophisticated requirements for, um, um, for their server systems, for um, the data um, infrastructure, um, and especially also with distributed systems, where also Paddy's background comes uh, in connection with, uh, with blockchain, which sort of is a distributed system. Um, so I met Patty there, and uh, at the time I was working on a DeFi project that was focusing um, a little bit more on sort of the liquidity provision to uh, to order book decentralized um, order book based exchanges. And um, after a while, uh, we met again at Breakpoint. Unfortunately, the uh, the other project, uh, DeFi project, had to put on ice, and we were sort of brainstorming uh, some ideas on on what kind of project we could work on. Um, and a little later, um, the uh, the Grissithon came up, and uh, Paddy also came again to uh, to the Istanbul uh, hacker house. I, I myself have been to so many hacker houses; uh, it's a really great experience. And we also met uh, most of the folks in uh, in Turkey. So as mentioned, that was uh, that was a very great experience. Um, in 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 the run up to sort of the uh, the hacker house, we um, we reviewed sort of. Uh, the capabilities of his um, infrastructure service that he already built and our sort of uh, professional background, my background specifically in analytics and big data um, and his background um, uh, with, you know, very sophisticated um, um, systems and uh, his data background uh, as well. And we wanted to sort of focus on uh, the DeFi space, especially now since the, um, the sentiment is rather low for from investors, from retail users, and former Web3 users to still focus on DeFi. Right? Many find it's uh, sort of still uh, pretty difficult to even just analyze very simple metrics of different projects. Stuff like, um, you know, how much, how much I'm actually going to get out if I put my money in, into a liquidity pool, but very simple APY metrics. Um, am I not uh, that transparent? Like, very simple performance uh, history of, um, of, of uh, let's say, yield product, and also what are the risks involved. So these are usually the kind of, uh, th that was usually the kind of feedback that we've gotten from users that were previously involved in DeFi or new users, like very normal day-to-day -day people that are looking to get into DeFi are just completely overwhelmed, right? I mean, you have around 10 million users right now in DeFi, or you had at the peak, maybe it was 15 million. Um, but just think about all the people that, uh, that have, you know, that interacting uh, on a day-to-day -day life with financial products. You probably not only have hundreds of millions of people out there, but probably billions of people all around the world. These people are potential, it's a potential target audience um, um, that we're looking to reach and that would also um, um, be the target audience that would start to use DeFi products. So, 
for them, it's just a huge challenge to make sense of all this, uh, of all this craziness in DeFi. And we want to sort of take it all and, and simplify it in metrics that they understand. We also talked to a large amount of, um, of institutional investors that gave us feedback on sort of um, the, the challenge they had in, in analyzing different yield products in the DeFi ecosystem. Um, and we really took that to heart and, and focused on very simple metrics, right? How much returns is, uh, is, it, is a yield product making? How many losses is, is it generating? How is it performing compared to when I just buy a token and hodl it, right? Um, and uh, some of the more sophisticated metrics for, uh, for institutional investors, especially my background since I've worked, since I entered the crypto space with many quant funds, with many hedge funds together, um, there was certain metrics that they always look at. One of these metrics, for instance, the sharp ratio um, or drawdowns, you know, how active a yield product is, how exposed it is to the market, um, and which sort of risk management uh, modules are built into built into um, a yield product once shit hits the fan. And we really saw that how, how, uh, how bad things can go when, you know, when Terra Luna collapsed and even when FTX had a wider impact on, on the Solana ecosystem. So really hoping to, um, to sort of bring trust back into DeFi with providing more transparency um, about the different yield products that are out there. And we want to really take data right from the blockchain rather instead than taking um, data from, from the protocol itself. So basically from, from the aggregated API. Um, because we believe if we, if we have, and one of our engineers came up with this brilliant term, bare metal insight into what's happening under the hood of these protocols, then um, we can avoid uh, these kind of situations where there might be malicious actors in the space that manipulate the data. Right, and that's um, that's also where we saw one of the biggest challenges. I will go a little bit more into detail about that later on. Is really understanding the on-chain um, the on-chain activity, on-chain data that we are getting uh, um, when we are observing these different uh, protocols. Extremely difficult getting into instruction data of of transaction. I mean, it's like you're going through binary code. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. And that's why I want to highlight a little bit um, the, the, the fantastic team members that we were able to, uh, to gather in the team. And with my experience uh, since the uh, first hackathon that I attended, which was the Wormhole Serum Hackathon back then, um, I have to say the, the quality of participants in, in this hackathon is extremely outstanding. So you can really see now that in the bear market, you have, you have really the hardcore believers in crypto um, you really have exceptional talent that is really um, hats down on building um, sustainable stuff for the future. While you had sort of in, in the previous um, sort of cycles of the market, you had more sort of the, uh, developers uh, that just newly joined the space. So I can really say that uh, it's, it's an exceptional situation right now for, for building, which, you, with, uh, which most of you probably can agree with. So we have um, I mentioned already, you know, uh, what uh, one of our team members, Paddy, uh, background is. We have Barbossa in the team, um, I mentioned earlier, uh, who studied computer science, who so is really focused on sort of the low-level system uh, side of, uh, of computer science, worked for two years um, at a hedge fund, optimizing hardware to reach to, to, uh, to shape of uh, milliseconds, if not nanoseconds, um, and allow that hedge fund to trade 
much, much faster on a, uh, on a stock exchange. Um, and Barbossa also was very early on with the Kin Foundation, moved over to three different uh, blockchain ecosystems until they arrived in, in the Solana ecosystem. Um, but unfortunately, Kin Foundation themselves, they shut down recently. So he was, he was now ready in this bear market to, uh, to take on a new project. And um, he's helping Patty, for instance, to analyze um, this low-level instruction data of transactions, right? Really looking at the different um, uh, program accounts from, uh, from these different protocols to understand what's really happening there under the hood. While Patty is building that entire data infrastructure where he's taking um, on-chain data and feeds it uh, within six milliseconds into the um, off-chain data infrastructure that we have. So it's, it's, again, like just having these two guys on the team is already extremely outstanding in terms of the, still, the skills they bring into the project. Um, then we have um, Vlad, which we met uh, at the uh, Istanbul Hacker House. I was sort of running around, uh, I think, uh, on the se second or third day and asking literally everyone that was crossing uh, my way, if they have seen anyone uh, that is experienced with mathematics and DeFi yield products. And I think after one day, one of the per people I talked to came, uh, came back to me and said, like, yes, I found someone. Um, let me bring him to you right now. And uh, there he was, um, a former sailor that had, that had traveled the entire world and then started um, when, when the pandemic broke out to, to trade with stocks and then found it a bit boring after the announcement from uh, Kathy Wood that she was going into the crypto space. He explored the opportunities there and really found himself very comfortable in the Solana ecosystem and started building based on his mathematics skills with another developer on-chain trading bots that were trading on, um, uh, on these protocols that exactly the same protocol. It was such a coincidence, exactly the, the same protocols that we are currently uh, trying to integrate, right? Orca, Radium, Lefinity, uh, Sabre, and, and all these other um, liquidity pool providers. And he built very, very sophisticated trading algorithms that would, um, that would add between these pools that would provide uh, liquidity always around uh, the market price as, as the price is moving. Um, so when we were talking about, we just immediately realized that's the guy, right? That's the guy who can help us uh, not only to validate our idea, but also to help us um, build the calculations for these different metrics. Since he really experienced that pain of, um, of, of having a hard time analyzing these different metrics across protocols. So then I met, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was in touch with Mo for a very long time. He's just uh, such a, a comfortable person and um, an absolute giga chat, uh, as I like to call him. Um, Mo has been also in the Solana community for an extremely long time. He's a fantastically um, talented front-end developer. I think he's been now uh, at, at five hacker houses. I met him in, in Prague, which was personally uh, my second uh, hacker house after the very first one in Lisbon at the first breakpoint. Um, and uh, we, we just never had really a chance to work together. But when I found out that he's actually front-end developer and specifically in his prof uh, professional career, worked on dashboards, analytics, right? And um, had been spending now a, season, uh, a reasonable amount of time in uh, a substantial amount of time in in the Solana space and working on, on uh, different NFT and DeFi projects, um, I, was, I was super happy to, uh, to get him on the team. Um, then uh, we also have um, Ali in the team. 
which, um, by the way, Barbossa and Ali are the two individuals that we actually found over the Find team in the Discord channel uh, of, of the hackathon. And again, I, I think we, I, I talked to three or four people and uh, two of them were Ali and Barbossa. I was just immediately impressed about, about the um, substantial uh, and, and, and professional background uh, and skills, uh, skill set that they're bringing uh, with them. So Ali was actually someone that worked also across a different uh, blockchain ecosystem. His background is actually in, in sociology. He did a PhD back then where he was sort of analyzing the collective behavior of crowds and sort of trying to predict um, what actions or, or, or which, um, which events are influencing that behavior of crowds extremely interesting so after his phd he actually started a data science consulting firm and, and formed a team of data scientists and developers to consult um uh, companies in a commercial space that had um you know a relationship with let's say social behavior so whenever there were brands that were uh, that were trying to understand how they could effectively reach their audience or for instance understand the audience behavior it could also be ngos or uh, think tanks then he would work with them to, uh, to give them better insights. But exactly that work and his background in data science um, led him actually to, uh, to look into blockchain when one of his developers um, approached him about the topic. And he became completely fascinated with it. First of all, the, 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 the huge amount of data that he was able to access, but also the inherently interconnected um, link to communities and, and um and sort of collective behavior in the blockchain space. So you, uh, from that on, you worked uh, in around 600 different dashboards to analyze blockchain metrics across, I think, 12 different blockchains and build also, I think, a good substantial amount of dash, uh, uh, dashboards in the Solana space. And also, surprisingly, also had experience in analyzing the protocols that we specifically uh, wanted to look at. Um, so faster was clear to uh, to get um, Ali in the team as well. Um, then we have uh, Sophie in the team, um, if, uh, one of our youngest members um, who changed uh, her career from dentistry into, into UI and UX uh, design um, and had been working with me on previous projects and also had been uh, working on, uh, on other Web3 and, uh, and DeFi projects to help them with their web design. And uh, her story is also just completely crazy and incredible um, with uh, working in, in, a, in a war zone basically to support us with, um, with our design uh, needs and she's been just doing an incredible job in supporting us um, on that front. So overall uh, the, uh, I thought this team is, uh, is definitely capable of helping us to potentially uh, win one of the prizes in the DeFi or infrastructure sector. So in terms of the architecture, I already explained it a little bit. We, um, um, we're currently collecting the data on chain. Um, one of the biggest challenges is really understanding the data. So, um, you know, with Solana programs not being always open source and uh, compared to, for instance, EVM compatible chains, where it's much, much easier to scale um, solutions like um, Hashgraph, for instance because you have a standardized way in how data is collected. Most of the protocols sort of use the same mechanisms in, um, in how uh, the yield products are designed. In Solana, you really see that 
um, many protocols take a very unique approach in how their products are designed. So we, you really have to take sort of a white glove approach with every single protocol and need to individually work with the team to understand how everything is working under the hood, which sometimes can be a challenge because just the delay of, uh, of them getting back to you can already put you back a few days. And that in a hackathon is, is a huge challenge in itself. Um, so yeah, we collect, uh, we collect the data on chain. We observe the protocols. Patty is pulling it into, uh, into his data infrastructure really in six milliseconds um, with um, Kafka pipeli pipelines He's using a Gazer plugin. Um, and currently we're using really a, a very simple um, um, a Postgres database that currently for the amount of data is, is really uh, sufficient. And then on, um, on the front end, we're using very uh, typical uh, JavaScript libraries. Um, we, we did very comprehensive research in which other sort of data platforms are already out there and how they look at, uh, at DeFi protocols. And we really could see that none of these other, um, other projects that are basically analyzing DeFi projects are really taking a simple approach in, in just simply showing a performance history and risk metrics of a protocol and really trying to display metrics that would make it easy to understand for the layman what's happening uh, in this space. So um, from the design side and from sort of the metrics that we're trying to calculate after we're getting the data from these projects, that's also what we, um, um, what we were focusing on. Um, okay, then uh, let, me, let me go a little bit into sort of um, also the, uh, how we validate our data. So we, we also work together with, uh, with Hello Moon and looked also at data from Helios. There's currently also a partner that is extremely experienced in analyzing risk uh, in, in uh, also specifically in the Solana ecosystem. It's an older project, um, which now uh, transfers in, into building uh, a newer project that's fully focused on risk, Fibonacci Finance, which also now is providing us uh, with data. So we're using that data if we are actually not able to, to finish our calculations in this specific uh, time period for the hackathon, but also trying to use data to validate what we have been calculating ourselves uh, and see if, if, if the data really matches up uh, with our calculations. Um, okay, I think I touched like, mostly about the architecture and the challenges uh, that we experienced. So let me highlight quickly in how we wanna go about um, decentralizing um, the project and um, um, integrating the community further. Um, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, there are parts of a, uh, of a project that you can decentralize, but other parts like the data infrastructure, extremely hard to, uh, to decentralize and to build like uh, completely on chain. So for us, it doesn't make sense right now to decentralize, for instance, our, uh, our, um, our data architecture or a front end, which you're also currently not able to, uh, to decentralize. Right. Yeah. So, Pierre, yes. Yes. may I interrupt you? Uh, I really love to see a DeFi uh, project, actually uh, the project who focused on the data and DeFi side to make it uh, easier with the detailed um, data information, bringing uh, everything uh, more into the table. Uh, I really love it and congratulations about that. Um, I have one question, actually, uh, before 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 going further the question, uh, I realized, uh, especially in the Solana Hacker House Istanbul, that uh, Solana Foundation, uh, I mean, I feel like uh, they are 
uh, getting a bit tired of NFTs and other things from Solana side. And uh, they looked like they focused on DeFi almost 100% to make another um, point in Solana to get more attention, especially uh, from the active trader side. Also, uh, I guess uh, they will take care of your details in the Grizzly Tone uh, to support uh, the demand of active trader side with DeFi uh, empowerment with your tools. And the passion in your team really get my attention. Congratulations about that. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. My question is, um, since you have too many data, uh, especially from the on-chain part, uh, do you have any partnership with uh, blockchain exchanges like Binance? Uh, not partnership, but we do pull data from uh, from centralized exchanges to compare it to the on-chain swap price, for instance, to see um, what what's the price deviation there. And of course, we also use that data to calculate um, what an asset would have returned if you would just have huddled it, right? Um, but yeah, there's, there's no need right now, since the data is easily accessible over decentralized exchanges, there's no need right now to, to have like a concrete partnership with them because, uh, you know, the data demands are fulfilled. Yeah. Or uh, on the other hand, I really love, uh, I really want to schedule a meeting after this, this space with you in private to talk about the further details because the DeFi might be the next uh, generation for Solana communities. And also, uh, I just um, saw that you guys have some uh, cross-chain work. Uh, is it with um, Wormhole or do you have your own bridge technology? So actually, um, uh, Social Crypto, um, Ali, was really focused on, on uh, um, analyzing blockchain data. Uh, he had been working on projects where he was... Um, um, where he was identifying the flow of assets across chains, and he worked with with different uh, bridges there. Um, I'm not fully aware of you know all the bridge technology out there, so I can't comment on on uh, you know what the product direction might be in, uh, in in future about that. And there's there's a lot we can we can uh, expand the project into, but right now the focus is really on sort of educating uh, DeFi community and DeFi users and potential new DeFi users about the yield opportunities in the space. Yeah, great. But uh, at that point, I have to say that especially Solana people really need that education because they mostly focused on NFTs and most of them have no idea about the details of DeFi and they really need that education. If you can, uh, if you can launch a public uh, educational videos or some documentary, it will really help and I believe Solana Foundation will support you about it because it will be a win-win situation. Absolutely. I completely agree. I'm actually already in touch with the Solana Foundation, but as you know, due to regulations, they need to be very careful in, in, uh, with their actions in the DeFi space. But in regards to data, of course, <laughs> for the first time, we're not touching any uh, regulatory sensitive spaces. It's it's cool. It's cool. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, before we My pleasure. Uh, 
before we continue, um, Aprok is here and uh, I guess they have a connection problem. Uh, there is an alpha right here. If you are actively listening the space, uh, we have mail X and hop three here. Uh, if you guys are aware what is hop three, uh, there is a treasure hunt on hop three, which will provide you too many prizes into the map. Uh, if you go to hop3.ee, you can search around the map to find your prizes, which is supported by tip link. Um, you can easily click the tip link link to claim your prize if you find that treasure. Uh, Perex, would you like to tell about tell, tell us about it? Yeah, we just made an official partnership with uh, Tiplink. Tiplink just raised six million dollars, and we are now making there also, you know, uh, helping about the marketing campaign. So, well, what what is the treasure hunt? We just dropped a lot of bounties on the map. Once you just search, if you search a profile, you might find the treasury and with powered by Tiplink. If you click the tip link and you will just, um, you know, withdraw to bounties to your wallet. And it's really fun. We just, you know, we just always trying to build different. And uh, we allow Web3, Web3 spaces current days is not good enough. You know, the mood is down, the other things. But we're just trying to give have a fun to the ecosystem. So just go claim your prizes if you find. And if you, I think you can just pin the tweet. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, actually, my thank should go to TipLink for today. Um, they, these guys are providing something new to the space uh, to make some transactions easy for us. And... Um, I just pinned the hub three tweets to uh, make it easier for you to find it. And also, uh, we have Mail X today, who um, this is a decentralized mail system which is uh, building by hub three team. Uh, Perex is here to talk about it if uh, you are free, or I can go further. Yeah, I will just, you know, give a hint a short side. I think you can just. Um, you know, uh, fill out uh, other things. So, uh, Mail X is fully and totally decentralized, end-to-end -end encrypted, and transactionless mail service. It's not just a mail service; it's a communication system, which is powered by Solana, and it's gonna be fully and totally decentralized yes yeah um my first question is do you guys really trust google when you use gmail when you search something in google search or when you use um their applications via your phone via your computer do you do you really trust or on the other hand if you use other browsers connected with Web2 technology, can you really trust it? Because almost all of them have a storage in real world and we have no idea about 
their security protocols. But this Mailix, you are gonna be able to use Web3 facilities with blockchain technologies to make everything safer and to make every data safe over there. Since we use end-to-end encrypted system, even us as MailX cannot reach your priority. For example, if you are connected with um, a person, let's give an example like Esgi is talking with Vitru Labs in private. There is only two connections. One is Esgi, the second is Vitru Labs. And with uh, our end-to-end encrypted um, system, only two of them can reach the content. There will be no third party included into that priority. And on the other hand, if you can imagine as a company, how much do you pay for your own company mail system? Or do you really believe that it is secure? Yep. But in blockchain technology, you are going to be more safe and it will be easier. Most people imagine using um, blockchain will need too many transaction approvals. Like when you, when you send a word, hello, you can sign transaction, you can approve it. And then how are you sign transaction, approve it? How is your day? Sign transaction and approve it. The most easier part is it doesn't need any transaction every time. It will be transactionless to make everything easier. If you have any question, I would love to answer. If you don't, Aprok is here today with us. Welcome, guys. Can you hear me? Hi, yes. Hi. Um, I'm Rasim. I was just talking uh, half an hour ago. Yeah. So now I logged in as with three, the official account. So if you guys, guys want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter, Discord, and Telegram as Aprok.com. Our early adapter program kick off soon, so we'll love to see you all adapted to our program. So, um, thanks to all of you uh, for the invite. I was expecting Jesse to join us. Uh, he lives in Seattle. Half of our team are in 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 US, but uh, he's kind of busy, so I will cover for him. He's the mastermind of all all of the opera concept, but as a team, we are all able to communicate what APRAC is all about. All right, then. Um, uh, we did pitch at the Hacker House, and we were the first, but uh, the system was not very functional, which Solana has this issue every now and then. But anyway, yeah. Um, we live in a creator economy, and, and in fact, all successful successful companies uh, will become media companies. So the mission of Uprock is to onboard the next billion users to the blockchain by empowering creators to create their own distribution, collect financial success, and uh, not only adapt, but to conquer and thrive in the next era of the internet. Um, so onboarding the next billion users, this is a saying pretty much from all of the projects uh, on Web3. Everyone is, you know, uh, it's a catch-call phrase that everyone uses. 
how are we going to do this? Uh, Oprah will supercharge your creator profile with, with SBT protocol. It's a Solban token. I'm sure you all heard of it. It's introduced by Vitalik, the Ethereum founder. Um, the SBT protocol's gamified value packed on ramp um, sits on top of Web2 apps to solve problems that creators juggle every day. Um, our, innovative, our innovative approach requires no wallets to jump in and tools such as our dynamic profile builder, NFT rewards and community engagement dashboards unlock Web3 superpowers. Well, let me tell you what Uprock is all about in a nutshell. It's, uh, I'm sure you all know Linktree. Uh, so it's the Web3 version of Linktree with cooler features. That's the uh, basic line after all those cool words that I just said. And um, how are we going to do this? It's, it's the team we have because uh, we have been together for more than 10 years, some of us even more. Uh, we have built and sold two successful companies. One of them is uh, one of them is a browser that is acquired by AWAS uh, called Tenta VPN browser. It was the first fully fledged uh, VPN browser in the market. Um, other than that, we had MyCandy that had millions of users, a virtual and that had also a virtual currency system as well. And now we are focusing on the creator economy uh, to, dig, to dig deeper to the problems we had. Uh, while Web2 is fragmented, you have to post your content to various socials, like maybe there is up to 10, and let your audience, your followers, or in other words, your fans know about it. Or you post your content to YouTube, then you have to post to Instagram that you have just posted the content on YouTube and let them know. So they will go to the go to your accounts, watch your videos, so you will be able to make your money. So that's how the system works, right? With the creator economy. Um, so Linktree uh, gave them a tool to manage it easily, but still, again, uh, you are lost with the algorithm. What what do I mean by that? It's uh, with Web three creators are at the mercy of algorithms, ad policies, and other factors that can impact their visibility and re reach that result in, uh, in demonetization than downranking. Like, if Instagram lets you, uh, then your content will be able to be visible to, to your followers. So you work hard to build an audience and wonder why your engagement has dropped, because they don't want you to. Uh, so basically, you are re renting the audience, and your own resource is sending an email while hoping for a response. Um, and the bridge to Web3 is overly com complicated, creating a high barrier to entry that leaves many people behind. I mean, I've been in this in this area about, for up to three years. My I still recall my first wallet creation took like I don't know half an hour. So it's off-putting, you know. Um, the, not, the network of wallet addresses is powerful, but without knowledge on how to handle them, asking for them is useless. So, and uh, with the explosion of AI, the issue of owning your identity becomes increasingly important as AI is as AI becomes uh, better at like you know mimicking us. 
So this could lead to the more distortions of reality and the need for better methods of, methods of ver verifying reputation and authenticity. So those are the problems we are addressing right now. And uh, we, are sim we are working on a simple onboarding. Uh, uh, we were testing today, so it, it works pretty well. Hopefully we will kick off a campaign before the Grizzitone uh, and then pitch the products along the way. What else I can add? Uh, let me go through my notes, guys. So if, if I had the chance, I would love to show all of you today the, these uh, screens, these mobile screens. It's all, it's all quite awesome. Uh, but we are almost to the Grizzitone, so you will be able to see the pitch of opera. So that's all, for, all from me. If you have any questions, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a question about your old company. Uh, yeah. May I ask, when was the process that you started and the, you left from the company? Um, Oprak is a team of 10, even, even 11. So uh, my background, uh, I am one of the co-founders of Brandface and CEO. Uh, Tufan is here with us, listening. Uh, Jesse and other teammates, uh, we all worked together for uh, Tensa VPN browser, and uh, MyCandy App Store. Uh, both of them were acquired. One of one of them is a private company, so I cannot sell it. The other one is Awast. It's now Tensa VPN browser is the official browser of Awast. So, and they are merged with another company. Uh, yeah, a few uh, months ago. Yeah. When did you start that uh, old project? Uh, I mean, what, how many uh, years or months that uh, took for you to build and uh, sell that company as a startup? Since the question is because uh, there are too many projects here as a new uh -huh. startups uh, working for Grizzlyton and they have a vision. Uh, to improve their branding until they go further with another one? I mean, doing exits, you cannot do exits uh, at least in five years. I mean, that's my vision, but uh, depends on the project. But has, it will take at least five years if you want to do exit. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If that's the question. And in the Web3 area, we, uh, we also launched an IDO platform on Solana. It's called Ticket Finance. Uh, we, we, we raised up to $450,000 for us in our own IDO and then another one hundred and fifty dollars uh, for a crypto startup called Secretum. It's a messaging app. They, they used to call themselves... Uh, uh, Telegram for Web3 or WhatsApp or WhatsApp for Web3, and then uh, the bear market has started, still going on. And while we were uh, still, I mean, we are still working on ticket finance, but then our former partners uh, told us that okay, we have an idea. Uh, if you want to, you know, onboard next billion users, the 
there are two, I, I think there are two methods, two channels uh, to do that. One of them is gaming and the other one is the influencers. Because if you think of right now, the whole e-commerce space is going through the influencers. If you want to sell a product, if you want to sell a product, you need influencers. Not You're not only working with the advertising agencies, you just need those bloody bloodsuckers influences right so um so to create height to promote whatever you have you need those guys and um i see some other chains are focusing on gaming like sui uh so one of them is gaming the other one is the creators the influencers themselves so we chose that part now we are giving them a tool so they can create i mean they do create content but uh, the distribution part is not easy. You can create your content, but you have to post all to those socials so your audience, your fans will know about it. Um, so we are giving them Uprock to manage them all in one place. They will be able to run airdrops. They will be able to run contests. Uh, you know, we do those on Twitter. We, we post uh, Google Forms, etc. Uh, so we are getting them all together, giving them tools, the right tools, so they can grow their audience and monetize accordingly. It's cool. Congratulations. On another question. Sure. Uh, have, have you ever joined uh, a big hackathon like Riziton before? Um, if... No, that's the, that's the first for us. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was about to ask if you have any advice for other projects for uh, Riziton. It would be great. Uh, we are in touch with Esgi. Uh, Tufan is helping in terms of tech. Uh, I think he has allocated quite time uh, for the devs. If they are requesting for, you know, in terms of marketing, tokenomics, those other areas, I can step in and assist those guys as well. Yeah, great, great. By the way, um, Esgi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, she she already knows. We are in touch, like on a daily yes. basis. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I I can hear you. Uh, thank you, uh, Rasim, uh, and also Tufan. There are mentors in Super Team Turkey, and their support is so valuable. Us, as you know, uh, Griziton is ending a few days later, and there are some new teams. Uh, who are, don't know how to solve some uh, little questions and some little problems. And uh, these two guys are supporting us extremely. And also you and, um, I guess, uh, Murat and also um, Uygun is our other mentors. Uh, this help and support is so valuable us. And I want to uh, mention a bit what is Team Turkey and what we are doing now, what is our aim. Maybe you don't know uh, or heard before. Uh, as Team Turkey, we help the most promising projects in the Solon eco ecosystem in Turkey launch and grow. Uh, we are organized as a cooperative of creatives, developers, and operators who are experienced in launching and growing technology businesses. 
Our goal is to make Turkey one of the top countries contributing towards the growth of the Solana ecosystem. To achieve this, we will be introducing exclusive funding, mentoring, and building opportunities for the members in collaboration with multiple global and local partners. Um, and you may think, what does it mean to be a super team member? What's, what is super team as a community? Uh, we can say, uh, learning with community support, earning with opportunities, and building together with other folks. Uh, to achieve this, uh, Spirit Team journey uh, started on last November. Uh, it's quite, uh, we can say it's quite new. Um, you may heard there is a Patika team. Patika is an tech startup and f f uh, provide free learning programs for everyone in Turkey and also now uh, globally. And we launched a program with uh, Solana Foundation to make Turkey have a, a hub for Solana developers and launch Solana Practicum. It's an education uh, program. Since the program started, we have launched four cohorts and more than 3,500 people have started learning. Already more than 40 projects have been submitted in a, in a short time. Uh, and the people who submitted their project received their special NFTs for the pro this program. After this program, uh, Solna offered us to build a county in Turkey and they uh, experienced this in India before. Uh, call, it's called Super Team and we expand Super Team in Turkey. And we provide uh, the community uh, some grants, bounties, and mentorships. And uh, being a community is kind of different thing because uh, you need to find and gather some talented people into into core to inspire others. And so thank we are so thankful you are here, guys. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, if you don't uh, be with us, we couldn't achieve these uh, good things because you may know uh, there was a hacker house in Istanbul uh, between February 1 to 5, hosted over 1,000 participants from Turkey and around the world. Istanbul Hacker House was one of the most applied events with the longest waste list and one of the highest number of developers among all Hacker House events held so far. Uh, that's amazing because when we started this journey, there was only a few people and who are building Osolana and these people didn't know uh, each other. Now, uh, also on the developers and also on the projects know each other and help uh, each other. That's the thing. And now uh, we can ask help from Tufan uh, for a new developer, or uh, we can ask uh, help from you for new team. Uh, that's the 
that makes community a community. And we value this to, to, be, uh, to make this sustainable. Uh, we provide some grant programs, some competitions, and also some bounty programs as well to support projects and talents. Because uh, projects needs talents and needs, uh, talents needs projects. Uh, if we can, it's a kind of egg and chicken problem. Uh, we try to support all two things. Uh, this is our main aim. Uh, we all, always believe Turkey has tremendous potential to impact and positively con contribute to the ecosystem. Uh, we are now starting to see this potential come to fruition little by little. Uh, there's still so much untapped power and potential yet to be realized. Uh, this is only start, uh, I can say. Uh, thank you for being us with today uh, and giving this chance to us, guys. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much, Ezgi. Uh, I actually wanted to ask, I heard that uh, there is a project in uh, Solna um, Super Team Turkey that can provide uh, a node issue for the projects who are applying for Grizzlyton. And also, there are mentors from uh, Super Team Turkey that can help for the application process. And on the other hand, if you have any other question about Web3, uh, there are too many people over there who would like to help. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, there are some mentors in Super Team Turkey and also some projects and Mert Helios also is a, a member of Super Team Turkey yeah. uh, you may know uh, these projects wants to uh, support the others and also Tufan is building a RPC AG now uh, this is a node provider a kind of node provider and not provide this analysis tool Maybe they can... It's, it's a not aggregator, let's put aggregator. it that way. <laughs> yes, that's better. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure you, everyone knows Jupyter, the exchange, and it's an aggregator. So it's a version for not providers. Yes, that's a great It's already receiving attention. And it's, we call it like homepage for a homepage of blockchain, homepage of you know, those kind of cool words we are using right now. But yeah, it seems, looks like it's working. Tufan would like to speak, but he's a bit sick. He's not really in the mood. So. We hope he will get well soon. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, thank okay. Thank you for the explanation. Thank you, Ezgi. Uh, I, there, is two, there are two questions. Uh, Nicolas, are you here? If you... Can you hear me? There's a question for you from the comments. Nicolas, are you that? Okay, I'll, I'll pass on it. And there was another one for Vitru Labs. Um, Murat, can you hear me? I guess he's that too. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Vlad from our community uh, commented. Hi, hi, I can hear you. 
Okay, Murat. Uh, Vlad commented uh, a DJ news tweet about uh, a point uh, that may be related with your project. Uh, can you check the comments below? Um, the DJ news posts a breaking news which was about uh, cross-party bill in France wants to ban influencers not registered with financial market authority. And um, this point may also um, be related with APROC too. Uh, I guess it's like a limitation for influencers who, um, who may manipulate to financial markets like blockchain, uh, like tokens, NFTs, etc. What do you think about it? Uh, yes, uh, we have seen um, similar issues in the past. I think like big names, big celebrities who advertised some crypto campaigns in the US. I Kardashians, I think, if I'm not wrong. And some, some very famous people got sued in the US by the US, US authorities. And uh, yeah, of course, if uh, you are... I would say shilling a project and at the end the project uh, owners escape and it, it turns out to be a rug. Uh, you will be, you, I mean, you will feel responsible for it, of course. And at the end, I think uh, that's that's a risk for influencers because they, their name is on stake, you know. Uh, they can lose. Uh, we, we also know some people uh, who lost uh, a lot uh, of their reputation, um, that's that's a, that's an issue that both parties, the brand and also the influencer, must be very careful. Um, now, of course, the, if if there's a ban, if there's a legal issue, we will uh, we must comply, of course. Uh, but that's also a, it's a, a, the, the the same problem exists exists also in the traditional advertisement world. You know, uh, you can see an ad on TV, believe it, and invest on something, and then your investment goes to zero. It's, 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 a, it's a risk. And I think this, this bill, uh, which is uh, voted or which will be voted in France, it will be, uh, um, it will be the case for uh, all the influencers, Web2 and Web3 altogether, right? Yes, I agree with you. So I think uh, this this is my personal opinion, but I think uh, everybody must comply. I mean, um, if 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 you advertise something uh, knowing that it's going to be a rug at the end, you should be uh, responsible for it. What do you think about Aprop? Aprok, can you hear me? Yes, hi, sorry. Uh, the question is, especially in crypto world, yeah. influencers have an ability to manipulate the market for financial That's uh, right. products. So, uh, right. Fr France just France, uh, announced a point that may block or ban uh, to the influencers who did not, um, what was it, let me check again, who did not um, register with financial market authority, something like that. What do you think about it? Elon Musk is going to ban the 
like influencers who are not registered to blah blah. That's the no. question, right? And not Elon Musk. It's France. For the France, the country. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, guys. Uh, it has been uh, two. By hours. the way, by the way, I, I'd like to add something. Uh, in our platform, uh, Spark Online, we uh, try to um, offer transparency as much as possible. So as as much the technique and the technology uh, permits us to do. So uh, we will we will uh, present, for instance, if the influencer is doxed, uh, we will uh, put a check mark like a like a, um, a blue check mark on Twitter, etc. We will try to uh, verify influencer. Yes, verifying if of course we are not we cannot force anybody we, we cannot force everybody to do to be dogs, etc. They can remain anonymous if they want to, but we will uh, we will also try to offer as much transparency as possible. If one guy is doxxed, for instance, my I am I am uh, in the in Twitter with my own name and my own uh, ID. So uh, that's gonna that's that can be a positive thing uh, uh, for uh, the brands to pick to pick from. So we will uh, offer as much as information about the trust on both parties, not only the influencer, but also on the brands who are, who are marketing. Because I think the influencer is carrying much more risk than the brand if they advertise about something. Uh, so we will try to cover this as well. I do not agree with you on that. I mean, um, brands are taking more risks, more risks when, they, when they work along with the influencers. Uh, they may not fulfill their vision or uh, the brief, their active current brief. So, I mean, I have worked a lot with those brands, with tier one brands. So it's not easy to fulfill those agencies' shoes. Um, when it comes to Web3 digital identity, Oprah is covering that with SBTs that, that I just mentioned Solvan tokens, those are non-transferable NFTs. Those tokens, those NFTs will be fulfilled with uh, the user's achievements, badges, uh, all those activities uh, they have achieved on Web3. So uh, that's what we want to offer to the community as well. It's one of the challenges to offer a true, decent digital identity in Web3, and hopefully Oprah will cover that. I hope so. Um, is there any <clears throat> demo to check uh, your platform? Yeah, yeah, we are just testing today and tomorrow, and hopefully we will kick off a campaign. Uh, you call it early adapter program, like everyone else. Um, it might kick off along with Grizzlyton as well. So let me let's give us a few more days, and then then you can you can join. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, guys. Um, actually, uh, it was a really good space uh, from my 
opinion from my perspective. Thank you everyone for coming today. It has been more than two hours and uh, I guess uh, it is time to go. If, if you guys have uh, any question before we go or if you like to make the closing uh, sentences, please feel free to go. I just want to say thanks. So the game is on Fenerbahce against Sevilla. So I, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, everyone. Thank you for coming today. Uh, it was a pleasure to host you. Um, see you in the next network room. I will be in touch with you. And thank you, Exgi. Thank you, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here with you today. And... Thank you for all projects. They are doing great and amazing work. Uh, let's do it all together. Yes. Together with You keep Sikan. killing it over there. And we'll we'll keep doing our stuff over here. And, and if you guys didn't know, uh, it's Maleficus Origins, they're the ones that are building Hub 3. Um, so if you didn't know, now you know. You should probably go do something about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this without, uh, you know, being typical here. So I'm being, <laughs> I'm being, uh, I'm being in, uh, what muzzled? Is it muzzled? Can I use that word? Yes. Yes. Am I, am I allowed to use that word? No, uh, for real though, uh, Maleficus Origins, I had to switch accounts because uh, I got rugged super, super hard. Uh, don't know how that happened, but whatever. Now I'm on this one. So yeah, uh, Maleficus Origins, building hub three. Uh, say that three times in front of a mirror and then go to Magic Eden, type in Maleficus Origins, find yourself uh, one of your favorite masks and go, go get you one, you know, because... Uh, if you go ahead and take a look at Hub 3, you know, that's H-U-B, the number 3, dot E-E, you'll see what we're building. And, uh, yeah, I mean, after you see that, I, I don't see why anyone would spend three, four, five, fifty 50 Solana on a stupid freaking animal um, that doesn't even do anything. Um, those are my closing thoughts. Thank I-L-Y. you. Thank you, Chronic. Uh, actually, I forgot to invite uh, one another project that they are building something great. Vadim is here with us, but I can't see you, Vadim. Can you click the micro button to come over the stage? Yeah, I lost co-host. I can't do anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vadim, I can't see you in the listener's side. Can you click the micro button? By the way, in the while we are at space, we just dropped as a hub three fifty USDC worth Solana and all just claim. Uh the next session will be tomorrow. If you haven't just joined, just join the trip hunt. That's gonna be dope. Holy crap, somebody already got the treasure today? Yeah. <laughs> you, Damn. You, <laughs> it was probably Entity. He's probably down there. I see him down there. 
Yes. It, it, it probably was him. Was it him? Yes, sir. You're correct. <laughs> How did I know? How did I know that? You sneaky little rat bastard. That's his name. I'm not just, you know, calling him names for nothing. You know, because he's a rat. He's got the Aptos rats. So, uh, congrats, Entity. Um, didn't even get a chance to play. Again, thanks a lot, you jerk. But again, congrats. <laughs> okay, guys. I guess it's time to go. Yep, everyone back to work. Um, fuck around, time's over. We'll have another one for you coming up soon. Um, soon Thanks a lot, everyone. About 10 minutes? 10 hey, minutes. Wait, 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 wait. Prex, when shuffle? Are we at three minutes yet? Two? I mean, what? Where, can you give us a hint? Um, six minutes. Six, six minutes. You guys heard it, six minutes. All right. Uh, well, I guess... I guess our day's complete. Everyone back to work. <laughs>